your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source for daily Blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We got a good episode for you today, starting off the week with sort of a overarching episode, not going to go into any too specific storyline, just sort of a, a reaction to the big picture of this episode. We're going to be going into the Blues 4-1 loss against the Anaheim Ducks and then giving a State of the Bloonian address, sort of reacting to the first 10 games. Hey, it was your idea, Tommy. Don't laugh. I know it was. But I, even just hearing it out loud, I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe it. Hey, it's the I title. That, we're running but... with it now. We're running with it now. We're 10 games into the season, 7-2-1. and one, So we're going to be sort of giving our reactions, what we like, what we don't like, expectations for the rest of the season. It's going to be a fun episode. But before we get into that, I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen. Uh, whether it's you're waking up first thing in the morning you're, when, with your morning coffee or your commute on your way to work or school. We appreciate you guys making us your first listen. That's why we make these episodes so short and bite-sized. Um, so we appreciate that. That being said, before we get into sort of the fun stuff, because the Blues have had a successful start, they did suffer one of their few losses of the season uh, in their last matchup against a probably weaker opponent in the Anaheim Ducks. So, Tommy, what are your reaction, initial reactions to that 4-1 loss? Are you concerned? Uh, do you think it was a bad loss? Do you think John Gibson sort of just stole the show for the Ducks and you're not too? I wouldn't say it's a bad loss. It's kind of right in between, right? I think uh, the offensive pressure for the Blues was there, in my opinion, in all three periods. Maybe they took the uh, – it didn't look as good in the third period for sure, but that that line of Kairu, Thomas, and Tarasenko – was firing on all cylinders all night. They probably could have had three goals amongst themselves. I know Kairu had one wide open in the slot and just kind of roofed it, missed high. Robert Thomas had one that uh, I think Flurry or not Flurry, Jesus Gibson just got a piece of. Um, so it, it wasn't for a lack of chances by any stretch of the imagination. It was just Gibson's a good goalie. There's a reason he's top five in save percentage almost every year, uh, and he held the Ducks in there and. As much as we like to rag on the Ducks and like those West Coast teams have kind of been rebuilding for a while now, so it's easy to say like, oh, this should be a a manageable stretch for the St. Louis Blues, especially on their like essentially like one of their first road trips of the season. But anytime you go to the West Coast, uh, there's always that uh, that overarching cloud or that dark cloud of like, hey, we could go out tonight and like party it up a little bit, and like if we're not playing like. Uh, a super stacked opponent tomorrow like we could show up a little bit tired and probably still take care of business I'm not saying the Blues did that but uh, there's potential for that anytime you go on a road trip and I think with the Anaheim Ducks I don't think people are giving them enough credit uh, to where they are because I think they are kind of in the middle of a rebuild right but you can kind of see the pieces in place that they're going to rebuild around I mean Gibson is a stud and one of the best goalies in the league Zegers didn't play against us, but he's going to be, I mean, the last time we played him, I'm pretty sure he tried a lacrosse goal. So that tells you everything you need to know about him. Terry scored against us. He's been having a fantastic season. Obviously, uh, Jamie Drysdale as well, who's 19 years old and tearing it up in the league too. So I think they have the pieces in place to kind of uh, build around. And if they kind of fill out the supporting cast, uh, they're not far away from competing and potentially making the playoffs. So as much as I would like to say, oh, this was 
a bad loss for the St. Louis Blues. Like they should have manhandled the Ducks. I don't think I don't think that's fair to the Blues or the Ducks for that matter. Uh, the Blues were missing Tory Krug, and he was, uh, in my opinion, the hottest defenseman for them right now. He's like sixth on the team in points, um, and they were missing some other guys as well. So, all things considered. I'm okay with losing that game. I'm not okay with losing that game, but it could have been a lot worse. Let's say that. Big picture, it's not really a huge blow. And, you know, pretty much second and third segment today is going to be reacting to the 7-2-1 and start and the loss that they suffered against the Ducks. Fortunately, didn't really, you know, show any glaring holes that I think we're going to need to talk about. Like, there aren't really any big storylines of, oh, man, how are the Blues going to deal with this? Obviously, the offense is still struggling a little bit, and that could be a little bit concerning. Uh, but with the hot start that the offense had, I don't think that you can really look at this team and say, oh, no, this this last three-game stretch where they've been scoring one or two goals a game, that's the norm. It's clear that there's some firepower among the forward group on this team, and the one concern coming out of the past few games, there's been a couple losses, and there has been goal scoring. And as we saw in the first you know, seven or so games, that's not an issue for this year's St. Louis Blues. So they've been suffering from depth, uh, their depth being tested with O'Reilly and Saad being out for a while, very recently coming back, and now Tori Krug, who is you know playing like their best offensive defenseman going down. Overall, just a frustrating season, I think, for a team that was really firing at all cylinders to continue to lose integral pieces. And not to mention the, them being unable to call up Scott Perunovic due to the league not having a, a backup plan for COVID protocol, which we should probably get into on the second segment here because I'm looking at the time. Um, but yeah, it, it's a little frustrating to see that the Blues, you know, being fully vaccinated, fully COVID compliant, um, are now potentially looking at uh, our one player away from having to dress less than uh, 18 skaters in a game, which is just wild to think about. Um, so maybe that's how we'll start off the second segment before getting into the state of the Bloonian address, uh, which I'm so excited that we titled this episode. Don't regret that at all. Um, but before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about Direct TV Stream. Now tell me if that's, this sounds familiar. You're sitting down. Let's say it's a Sunday. It's a perfect example. You got football on starting at 1 o'clock. It's a Sunday. You got football on at 1 o'clock. Uh, hockey on at 4.30, you got a matinee game, basketball on at night, and you don't want to get four different remotes, two different HDMI cords to try to watch them all. It's it's frustrating, it's complicated, but that problem is no more with DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream is a great way to get your TV together. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Now, before we continue this episode, I want to tell you guys about a brand new sponsor here at Lockdown Blues, and that is Indeed. Now, if any of you are like me uh, in a summer situation, I'm about to graduate college. I am terrified going into the job market right now. Um, but one thing that I know I can rely on is Indeed. Uh, Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent 
with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match Assessments and Virtual Interviews. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. You can pick what skills are important to you uh, from over 135 assessments and get a clear view of your top talent abilities faster. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Tommy. Now You know what they say, Josh? What do they say? They say, brand new whip, got no keys. Mm. Tailor my clothes, no starch, please. As soon as I know it, you can go leave. Got M's in the bank, like yes, indeed. So I think Indeed's, <laughs> Indeed's doing great things over there. There is one more little frustrating note uh, surrounding the St. Louis Blues to get into before we react to what has been a great start to the season. Um, and that is the fact that <laughs> they are currently... Uh, on the on the verge of playing a man short due to COVID restrictions. Um, Blues have been faced with injuries and COVID protocols that leads to them being unable to call up Scott Perunovic or anybody for that matter uh, due to cap constraints. So if, if they lose one more, I think it's one more, maybe two more now that O'Reilly's back. Um, but yeah, we're, they're on the verge. I, of, I think they're at 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're on the verge of playing a man down. And I just think it's a little frustrating. You know, the Blues have done everything right in terms of COVID protocols, compliances, etc. And now due to, I guess, what you could consider bad luck, um, they're now being forced to potentially, you know, just play at a disadvantage. Uh, I think that there should have been a, a workaround for that. I think there should be some sort of uh, cap relief uh, in place. But that being said, Tommy, what do you think about the prospect of playing with uh, 11 forwards or five defense? You summed it up nicely, kind of, and the Blues did kind of release, not didn't release a statement, but they did uh, send a request to the NHL and say, hey, like, we're dealing with this issue right now. Our entire team is fully vaxxed, so you can't blame it on, uh, like, us. It's just bad circumstances, so is there any way we could get some cap relief to call up a player that we actually want to call up and Scott Prunovich? Uh, and the league said no. So I think I think the league is just taking L's across the board this entire year when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I think it, if it gets to a point where the Blues are faced with either having to call up somebody that puts them over the cap or playing a man down, I can't imagine that the league would be like, oh yeah, just you guys will play one man down and then uh, you'll be at a disadvantage even though you followed all the rules and protocols. Like that just seems absurd to me but also like this whole the season seems absurd to me so i i wouldn't put it past them either yeah i mean it's definitely like one of those things like hopefully we don't find out and still obviously there still needs to be a little bit more to go wrong before we would be in that situation but the fact that we're this close 10 games in uh to the regular season is a little bit concerning and i would have just loved to see scott prunovich play regardless of the other implications i think he's going to be great I, I, all the takes that i've seen said that he would be a top 4 defender um if he came in and just it's just not the right time not the right fit which um i personally haven't watched him play enough in the ahl but the statistics don't lie and i would not be surprised to see him make an impact immediately if and when he does get the call up He's got 16 points in nine games in the AHL with the Thunderbirds. Ridiculous. Leads the AHL right now. Yeah, as that's a defenseman. That's, that's that's absurd. He's he's gonna be so good when he comes up. Um, the reason that he couldn't get called up, I don't know how much he's making right now in uh, the A, but they said once once he gets called up to the Blues, 
because he's kind of like an, I think he's 24, I believe, which is kind of like an older in terms of prospect because he went through and graduated college all the way. So when he get when he does get called up to the Blues, his salary is like 925,000, I think. So that's why like he's not making that right now, but he gets that signing bonus bonus when he does get called up to the Blues, so that's why he wouldn't fit in the cap. So yeah, meaning if we want to see Scott Perunovich, it might have to be either a long-term injured reserve or a future after a trade down the line makes it a little bit or more. Or the league finally the says fine. Shot. Yeah, or the league screws their head on straight and and says, right. "Oh, we won't, we won't put you guys at a significant disadvantage by playing a man down." And also, we want to see Scott Perunovich play, so you guys get an exception because the Tampa Bay Lightning cheated their way to a Stanley Cup. So, what's one extra nine hundred twenty-five thousand dollars player? And I will say that. I don't know if Scott Perunovich turns the entire outcome of the game against the Ducks, uh, but I think that game's a lot closer with him in there instead of Rosen. And yeah, not to be frank and brash, but I I think Perunovich is a much further along player in terms of skill set and what he brings to a team uh, in his development than a guy like Rosen. So I don't know. It would have been nice to see, but we'll still have to wonder about what ifs. For now, I guess. Yeah, and J Tubbs mentions in chat Vegas is in the same situation. Yeah, so it's it's not just the Blues um, that are dealing with this, you know. And I think once we see the first domino to fall, whether or not it is with the Blues, I I, I would hope that there's a change that gets made because usually that's what it takes. It's unfortunate, but um, usually the league needs to get sort of slapped in the face with these things, um, and it'll take you know Vegas or St Louis going out there, man down, and you know lose or win. Uh, taking it to the press conference, getting it, making his round on Twitter. League faces a little bit of pressure. Maybe that's what it would take. But at the moment, looks like the Blues are going to be playing with fire a little bit in terms of staying healthy. Um, but we speaking do of still playing with to, fire, you want to talk about Vladimir Tarasenko? <laughs> uh, I do, I do, and I want to tie that into the entire uh, state of the Blue Union address. Going to keep saying it until it sounds good. Um, yeah, sounds good. Um, so. But before we get into that, because I do know that that's going to be a big fun topic, because we've been a little a little on the downer end with the first two topics, so I want to save that one for the final segment. But before we get into that, uh, what better way to start off a positive topic than with a good positive sponsor, and that is Built Bar. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and I love Thanksgiving. All the delicious food and treats, and there's so much to choose from. But if you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar, you need to check out Built Bar. It is the perfect time for Built Bars. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. But most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. You can replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, so they're delicious as well as very healthy. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday as well, so mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKS15, you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. And when we come back, we'll be reacting to the Blues 7, 2, and 1 start. Our expectations for the rest of the season, our hot takes, and more, so don't go anywhere. We've had a bit of two, two sort of negative topics to start off the episode, which... Probably isn't fair because the Blues are seven two and one off the way, off to a super hot start. Um, unfortunately, a bit of a bit of a rocky rocky road lately, which is why we're complaining a little bit more than I would like to be. But um, 
10 games into the season, 7-2-1. What do you think has been the biggest surprise, in your opinion, for the Blues hot start? Honestly, for me, I think it has to be Vladdy because if anyone's been listening to the pod uh, this whole offseason, we ta- me especially, I was talking about how it could uh, mess with the identity and the chemistry of the team, having someone in here that doesn't want to be a part of it. And uh, he seemed like he hasn't been the same player for so long. It, it seems like there's kind of a disconnect between some of his teammates and him. And I don't know whether that can be mended, especially with all the doctor thing thrown into it for him to come out and literally just light the place on fire. Like he has, he's played 10 games. He's got 11 points, uh, just lighting it up. And I think it's, we've really kind of witnessed a resurgence of Vladimir Tarasenko uh, and last game seen Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, who are essentially the future of this franchise. And uh, if and when this team kind of turned the page and I don't even know if they'll have to rebuild because they have so many young guys right now that are skilled and talented, but when they have to kind of like restructure retool. or reframe, yeah, retool, I those guys are going to be at the forefront of it, right? Like that's going to be essentially like the faces of your franchise or hopefully and so for them to be on the same line right now in like almost a transition period with Vladimir Tarasenko who has been the face of the franchise for so long and it seems like Robert Thomas is figuring is figuring out like what he has to do in this league to be successful he's also figuring out how to shoot the puck and that sounds that sounds mean when I phrase it like that but I I think any playmaker who brings a goal scoring capability to their team uh it's only going to make your playmaking ability that much better because people have to respect your shooting capability so even seeing rob go in and like miss the net sometimes or like shoot it right into gibson's chest uh the more he takes those shots the more they're going to end up in the back of the net and the more it's going to open up passing avenues for him uh jordan kairu kind of the same way the more he plays with rob the more they're going to get a feel for each other and like even just talking about it right now like gives me goosebumps and like jitters, you know, because you can see like guys in the league, like Ovi and Wilson and like, there's so many dinette, like Dreisaitl and McDavid, like they all start somewhere. Right. And I'm not saying these guys are going to end up like that, but there's anytime you have two players that have a connection and have that chemistry, like there's potential for them to just skyrocket to the moon and they all have to start somewhere. And I feel like this season from what I've seen in the 10 games from Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas so far, I mean, Jordan Kyra is third on the team in points. Robert Thomas is fifth. So there's potential for them to just skyrocket. And once they figure it out and uh, like are completing passes in the back of their head, it seems like every game they play together, they get better and better. And over the over the course of the ne- these next three, four, five years, we could really see the emergence of two dynamic superstars for the St. Louis Blues, which we haven't really seen two in a long time. I feel like I've been excited about Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo forever. I, I, this season is sort of what I've been picturing ever since their rookie year. So it's been extremely exciting uh, and a lot to a lot to look forward to for the rest of the season. One final question before we wrap this one up, Tommy. Ten games in, I want to get a, a big overreaction from you. What is the ceiling for this team? If you, if, what is the, if they don't do the, or I guess not, what, what, what are they What's the floor? Be disappointed. Give me a yeah. Give me a floor. Give me a ceiling. Kachuk Demetra duo. Oh yeah, I like that. J Tap. Now we're cooking. Um. So for me, with the way that the playoffs have gone the last two years, I think everyone 
Like after the cup run, everyone's been kind of like, yeah, the Blues took a step down. They lost in the first round to Vancouver, lost in the first round to the Avalanche, got swept by the Avs. And the Avs have been kind of shaky to start the season too. So who knows what's going to happen there. But for me, with the firepower that this offense has, with the depth that this offense has, with the flashes that Jordan Bennington has shown early, with the potential of Scott Perunovich coming up and lighting the world on fire, with Tori Krug playing like his old self from Boston, with Colton Pareko leading the team in block shots and doing everything that we knew he was capable of pre-injury. He looks like the same Colton Pareko we all knew and loved before he got hurt, so that's a great sign. I think all those things considered, the floor for me is making it past the first round. If they make it past the first round, I'll be content. I'm still going to want them to win the Stanley Cup, obviously, because I think they have the firepower to be a Stanley Cup contender. But if they lose in the first round again, after what I've seen so far this season, after the names they have on this roster, I'm going to be pissed. I think you you summed it up perfectly. I think the floor is probably making it past the first round. Um, I don't want to say the stealing is winning a Stanley Cup because that feels like a cop-out. I, I, I do think that this, the... Stepping stones are in place for this to be a Stanley Cup team. Um, I think the ceiling is that this team can contend. Uh, I think come playoff time, you know, come getting out of the first round, I, I think they're going to make some noise. I don't think it's going to be sort of a, a flare out in the playoffs like we've seen the past few seasons. I think once they um, make the playoffs, you know, knock on wood, um, we're going to see a team put up a lot of fight. Uh, obviously, you know, a couple of bounces, whoever gets hot is going to be the difference maker between winning a Stanley Cup. Uh, and not, but I, I do think the pieces are there um, for this team to become a Stanley Cup contender. I don't think that they're there yet, but I don't think there really is any team in the NHL that's there yet because we're 10 games in. So it's going to be a fun ride to the and end here's of one the regular of the, season. Before but. you wrap it up, here's one of the deciding factors for me that I think that's going to put uh, the Blues in a different position than a lot of teams. Like I know we talked about this before on the pod, but with the new acquisitions of Justin Falk and Tori Krug, Buchnevich and Saad and all these guys, um, the St. Louis Blues for the last, really it feels like three years and through the pandemic have been kind of retooling their team to look a lot different. And we've seen core pieces of this team go out in different fashion. And because of the pandemic, they haven't really gotten to get close with them. They haven't gotten to go out after games and go get beers, go to the restaurant. And they haven't really had that... um, They've maybe they've had team chemistry, but this team has a lot more team chemistry and this team feels a lot more like a brotherhood or like a fraternity style of St. Louis Blues hockey that we've seen time and time again before the pandemic happened. I feel like that's one of the things that the coaches drill home. That's one of the things that's made the Blues so successful. So getting back to that this season, even just little things like guys like joking with each other, answering answering the question of the day that the social media team's been doing, which I absolutely love those. Uh, Jordan Bennington skating out there in uh, Nolan's gear. It's little things like that that make you think like, okay, this is more like a brotherhood, like guys joking around and like feel good kind of thing instead of like playing on the same pairing or a line with someone that you barely know. So I think um, I think there's a lot of teams in the NHL that had their core in place and didn't bring in a whole bunch of players throughout the, the pandemic, uh, Tampa Bay included, which is probably why one of the reasons why they did so well because they already knew each other and they already had that fraternity and brotherhood formed where the whereas the blues didn't but i think it's going to even the playing field a lot more now this season that everyone can do that and i think um the blues success is going to be indicative of that 
JTAP says it perfectly in chat. They're just out there having fun. Um, I think they're putting a little bit less pressure on themselves as a result. Um, and and it, it doesn't feel as much of like showing up to work as it may have in the past. Um, but yeah, it's led to an entertaining result on the ice. 7-2-1 and one through the first 10 games. Couldn't be happier. Um, and I think, you know, when it's all said and done, these few losses last in the last few weeks are uh, obviously annoying. Uh, but they're gonna build. They're gonna lead to more success in the long run, and we're gonna have it covered for you here, all at the Locked On Blues podcast. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. But if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and that notification bell. That way you can join the live stream and jump in the chat, get your name read live on the air. Uh, we appreciate everyone in chat, JTAP, everyone else that was watching. Um, makes it so much more fun for us to record. Hit that follow button on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.